Welcome to hour number two on a Friday on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. How much do you know about K-food? How much hanshik have you eaten? We invite you to the world of Korean food, of course, including the history and culture of it. We'll introduce trendy foods and famous restaurants on Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan. It is a Friday. It's cooking food extravaganza day as I previewed in the opening to hour number two. Chef Ryan's in the weekend. Maybe to help you in the weekend, in the studio, to help you know what you should eat on the weekend. Perhaps give you some inspiration. How are we doing, Chef? I'm good, man. I'm already in the weekend. Yes, you are in the weekend officially. (laughs) I don't know. When I was growing up, there was like this kind of marketing campaign in the UK where they were saying Friday is the new Saturday. It's the weekend, basically. And then when I came to Korea, I swear some people here started their weekends on Thursday evenings. I was thinking, this is good. Let's keep it going. Yeah. We'll have just a whole week of weekends. That, that would be lovely. Seem to be, it does seem to start on Thursday here often, doesn't it? Yeah, and people maybe going in the office on a Friday with a sore head and a not little very, bit. Not very I've productive. Seen, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> what would be, you know, you work the farm and then you work in, in cooking circles, so it might be different to your average office worker. What's the ideal kind of work rest balance how many days on how many days off because i think you mentioned before a lot of the food and beverage places they have to work through the weekend oh yeah you know people often ask me you know why why don't you have your own restaurant you know and and i love helping people open their restaurants (laughs) but on a contract that's usually about three months okay you know get them open (laughs) you know keep the training wheels on Uh help them out for a little while and then get out because it's grueling. I mean, have you had friends that work professionally in restaurants or full-time in restaurants? Or did you ever wait tables? No, I didn't no? wait tables. I did, like, one-off events for catering. You okay. Know? And that was so tiring, just right. one day. Yeah. Right? I couldn't imagine then having to wake up and do that every day. Oh, right? I know. And, and, you know, at least in the West, your schedule as a waiter or as a cook as well, it has an end time. Uh-huh. But there is no out time. Ah, oh, really? It says, well, maybe it says to close. <laughs> yeah. Or it says to whenever. Yeah. And the manager will cut you or the, the chef will cut you when they don't need you anymore. Really? Yeah, because, you you know, margins are so tight in restaurants. You mm. have to be able to do that. Wow. Yeah. And so you're just there. On a quiet night, you could go early. So it could work out for the best. True. But if True. it's a busy night, then, but then you're... you're not making as much money as a waiter uh, anyway, because it's tips. And I then see. also as a as a line cook, you know, yeah. or whatever, because you're, you're clocking in and out. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So what would be the perfect week balance for you? And you can't yeah. have seven well, days of weekend. <laughs> well, I'm pretty bad, but a lot of my time is farming. Yeah. So if it if it's, well, I would say, you know, two, two <laughs> service nights, uh-huh. you know, like maybe two events on the farm. Okay. And then leading up to that, there's going to be a, a shopping day. There's going to okay. be a prep day. And then after a cleanup day. Uh-huh. So, so now you're talking, that's... That's five days now. That's a regular week. Right, right. (laughs) You're okay with that balance? Like a couple of days off, you don't want too too long off? I love it when I'm in control. Uh You know what I mean? Because I don't don't have to answer to anybody. I I make the schedule myself, and then I feel totally free. And then it doesn't feel like work to me, man. You're right. There must be some psychology behind that. Because when I was working in a company, I, I agreed with my boss to work half days for a little while. 
but it didn't feel as good as when I was a freelancer working half days because right. I still yeah. had to do that half day no matter what. Whereas when you're a freelancer, you could say, "No, okay, this day I'm not going to work." Right? That's it, just yeah. having that option, I think. Psycho- <laughs> I think Psychologically, you're right. Yeah. Bosses should maybe just tell their employees, "Look, you can work whenever you want. Here are the guidelines. I'd like you to work like this, and right. maybe it would work out well." I maybe. think a, a lot of companies are doing that. It's working. I've heard that it's even started to creep into Korea now too. Wow! Like pick your own time to come in. That would be good. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah maybe you got to fill up. I don't know, seven eight hours, but any of the seven eight hours. You choose. There it is. Flexibility yeah. is good. What are we talking about, then, Ryan? Uh, Doraji. Doraji. I have a pot I took out of the fridge yesterday of the extract. The thick. It's like black extract. Yeah. Of yeah this. I wanted to bring that up today. Yeah. It's. It's. What do you use it for? Well, I haven't opened it, <laughs> and it's been. It's been in my fridge for a year. Okay. It's fine. It's already three years aged. Probably. Yeah. It did say that. Yeah. On okay. The okay. Tin, and it's unopened. So I yeah. thought. And I looked at the cardboard on the writing on the back, and it didn't say you had to store it in the fridge when it's unopened. Right. So I was right. like, this is just taking up room. That's why I took oh, it I don't, out. I don't keep mine in the fridge at all. Okay. My Korean friends just said you put it on top of the fridge. Because what what do you, what, or the what re- did you get it for? The reason I got it was my cousin thoughtfully bought it for me, saying, you use your voice a lot. If you get a sore throat, that's not good. So here's Super this. Super good point. Yeah. yeah, but I've never <laughs> taken it. You've never it. taken it, Because yeah. he gave me a spoonful of his one time, yeah. and I politely said, oh, that's nice. But inside, I thought, <laughs> this is making me, like, salivate a lot yep. afterwards. And I didn't like yeah. that. Okay. So that's what I haven't <laughs> opened it yet. Yeah. Well, those, that extract or that syrup is really thick, right? Super. Especially like, if you had it in the fridge, then yeah. it's even cold. You know, it it, it uh, thickens up even more. It gets harder. But that stuff, man, I've got Korean friends that swear by it yes. as their remedy for colds, coughs, mm-hmm. sore throat. Yeah. Um, every winter, they've always got that around sure. just to prevent things from happening. Now. Yeah. Um, you can put it in some like warm water and stuff. And you just can do it that it. way. Or, or some people just take a little spoon you yeah. know, and, and eat it. But, but yeah, it's really thick. It is available online for folks that are really interested and oh, want nice. to have a different kind of, you know, what we're talking about is a root that's similar to ginseng uh-huh. and even the way it smells, uh, fresh out of the ground is similar to the ginseng as well. Mm. Um, but, but we talk so much about ginseng here and we yeah. really haven't talked much about this Doraji or the bellflower or the balloon flower, the balloon plant. or bellflower in English. But even if you told me that I wouldn't really know what that is, a they're balloon pretty, or bellflower. They're pretty flowers. They're, okay. they're like lavender or maybe some, some of them are white, I believe too. Oh, nice. Yeah. But they're not usually eaten in the West. Uh, no, no, the root, uh, you know, I never really heard about it anywhere other than Korea mm-hmm. and searching online about this, everything that pops up, um, is, is Asia, you yeah. know, China, Korea for sure. They yeah. do look like little bells. I can see where they get their name kind of dangling upside down. The flowers kind of pointing downwards in the shape of a big bell. They That's are beautiful. Wow. They really are, yeah. We're going to talk about lots of different ways that this is eaten in Korea. I see on the G search engine, one of the top questions is, are bell flowers poisonous? I don't think we eat the flower part, right? No, no, no. we just we just enjoy the root. Okie yeah. dokie. And we'll tell you how you can eat it. The extract is just one of many ways. Welcome to Arirang Radio. If you are in Jeju, 88.7 in Jeju City, 
88.1 in Sogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. We're back for part two, Dish of the Day, with Ryan in the studio, our in-house chef, and we're talking all about toraji, bellflower or balloon flower, and the roots of the stars of the show today. And as you said, they're similar in maybe their look and even their smell to ginseng. I guess being a root, they can't smell too different, right? Haven't been in the mud for all <laughs> no, that time. No, come on, really? Peter. <laughs> Uh, not every root smells the same or tastes the same. Right. Shame on you. Some of the roots are root vegetables themselves, which exactly. have their own. Like I, a carrot? Come I, on, I man. I wasn't thinking about that. Potatoes? Those. This is true. Radishes? They're nothing like this, right? The right. roots that we're talking about today. No, they they look similar to ginseng. Um, and, and they're in season now. There's a season for roots. That... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know. It kind of There's sounds a odd. season for everything. There must Peter. be, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and I, and I imagine the reason the season is now is because roots are about uh, often about storing energy, uh-huh. you know. And then, as the days get shorter and there's less sunlight, yeah. then the plant can use that energy oh, or save it for the next year. I see. It okay. kind of sucks it out. So now would be the time when the roots are plump and ripe and biggest uh, and f- most fragrant. Taking you know? in all the nutrients from the sun and exactly. whatnot. Exactly. I mean, there's okay. there's folklore. There's there's uh, traditional folk music mm. for no- North Korea and South Korea together. Um, both have this song about doraji oh, about wow. harvesting it a, a, a very traditional folk song Interesting. Uh, easy to find online if you want to check it out it's really short and cute and ryan's gonna sing um, it for us <laughs> not sure about that but uh but this you know this goes back because this is something that you could find on the hillside or at the base of the mountain easier and to find and less valuable than ginseng right Yes, yes, yeah. much easier to find. Also, you know, ginseng, you really got to grow it for at least three or five years. Uh-huh. Well, you know, kind of similar with the bellflower. You really want it to be uh, three years old or more. Okay. Um, the younger ones have a different flavor. They're less bitter, mm-hmm. uh, maybe less medicinal as well. And the the doraji, I guess the giveaway sign to find them is just the flowers, but then... That's the trick. You, you know, if it's, this, if it's this time of year, then they're flowering. Uh-huh. And so then it's like, hey, here I am. Wow. Um, dig me up and, uh, and, and make some doraji namul. Uh-huh. We were talking about namul not too long ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it uh, is often used for, for side dishes. Yeah. You know, more, more simple side dishes, I guess, might be a, a trait of namul. You know, not a lot of extra ingredients like mm. a muchim. Um, you can buy this in the supermarket, what? in its raw state as a root or is it processed usually here in korea definitely you're going to find it fresh uh-huh. uh, almost all year round oh wow um, maybe vac sealed in the winter but this uh-huh. time of year def- just laying out fresh uh but around the world you can find this in korean markets or asian markets in the dried form mm. and and all you got to do is reconstitute it in water overnight and okay. it'll just plump right back up wow and, and you'd say how would you describe the flavor of this root? Because it's not like a potato or carrot, in my opinion. Like, it is just like a root, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> like when you see a root of a plant, you'd think it would taste like this, and it tastes like this kind of thing. <laughs> well, well, that's because in preparation, you've got to get rid of some of the bitterness. Because okay. it, it does have a strong bitterness. Okay. So, so soaking in salt or scrubbing with salt water uh, helps take that down a notch. Um, but... 
you know, it, it has a crunch to it. You mm-hmm. know, even when, after cooked, you don't want to overcook it to where it, there's no crunch. And, you shouldn't and eat it, it raw. No, you can. You, you can. totally can. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but you want to definitely you know soak it in water and and rub it with some coarse sea salt to to get some of that bitterness out. That that would just like pull it out. The yeah, kind of like w- when we were talking about eggplant. You know, oh. um, you, the salt uh, pulls out some of that moisture and pulls out some of the bitterness. Interesting. Yeah. I remember um, saying about eggplant. You know, I wasn't the keenest on it. Yeah. Bellflower root toraji, way, way less keen than really? for eggplants. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really? less a fan okay. of even ginseng in the foods, you know, like some getang and stuff. Yeah. It tastes way more healthy, but then I'm not the person who will eat that root in there. You know, I'll just leave it behind in the bowl for no sure. No kidding. And that's the most sure. expensive ingredient in the bowl, man. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> I do feel a bit guilty, but yeah. I, I wonder if some places, just a random thought, Put in to save on costs some bellflower roots instead and try to get away with it. They might be able to. Yeah. Well, to the untrained eye, maybe you might not really know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I, you know, often they'll cut them into little pieces, and then uh-huh. you really have to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you can also eat this in bibimbap as well. You know, that's the thing. You know, often this is this is the ingredient you see in bibimbap. Uh-huh. Now, some folks will use maybe radish or potato to save money. You uh-huh. know? I like uh, the radish to be honest. Do you? I like okay. that crunch in the bibimbap. Well, but you this get is a, the you more get a expensive crunch one. from the doraji this too. This is true. Man. Yeah, oh. and it's done like the namu recipe. You know, it's sautéed, so mm-hmm. so it gets a little softer. Um, and and it's more medicinal. It's better for you. More vitamins and nutrients and love. I thought you know I was doing quite well for my health with the radish, but you're right. This must have like an upgrade on that. Absolutely. The, the toraji bellflower root. So the namel that we've mentioned on the show many times and is still confusing, I think, to our listeners. Just that title mm-hmm. of namel. But it can be all range of vegetables and roots and often, greens often and everything. Often blanched, you know, and then mixed in a seasoning and, yeah. and served as your one of your side dishes, one of your mini side dishes. And, and it can be like a red one, which is a bit of a, a bit, there's a bit of spice in it, but it can be completely not spicy as well. There's no guideline to what you're putting on it. I would say it. most of the namul have more simple ingredients mm. because once you call something a muchim, which uh-huh. is we often use for like a spicy, sweet, sour salad yeah. uh, here, and, and then you're getting more garlic and red pepper flakes and toasted sesame oil and and, and maybe some meishiljong, the plum extract that we talked about weeks ago. Oh, um, that yeah. sounds like a good definition. Yeah, because now I'm trying to think of any namels that are red, and I'm struggling. Right. And if they are red, you're right. They're mostly muchims, aren't they? There yeah. you go. Okay, you go. so yeah. if you're not into your spicy foods, you're looking for namels. Very true. Very, very good point. When yeah. you come into Korea. And okay. this is a fun one to do, because you can find them dried, mm-hmm. okay, and then soak them overnight. And then, you know, put, put a little salt in a little bit of water and kind of scrub them a little bit. Taste one. If uh-huh. it tastes really bitter, yeah. then then scrub with some salt. If it okay. doesn't, sometimes the dried ones, especially if they're younger bellflower roots, mm-hmm. they're not going to be that bitter. Okay. But if you find dried ones that are pretty big, they're yeah. not going to be less than three years old. They're going to okay. be, you know, four or five years old. Oh. And they might have more of a bitterness, which is not a bad thing. You know, <laughs> you're going to balance that out and cook that out and wash that out. So. Could you... If you have bellflowers and you like a real green thumb or you've got green fingers and you know what you're talking about, you know what you're identifying, could you just pick it out, 
and then wash it and eat it. Ooh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> foraging, be careful. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to recommend that anybody just go look at a picture because there's so many things that are so similar, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, um, you could definitely take a easier turn. than mushrooms. Okay. You know, don't go foraging for mushrooms without an expert. Yeah. But, uh, but these, you know, in Korea, I'd probably feel pretty safe doing it personally. There must be grandmas um, who do this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. and get the toraji. But I can't speak for the rest of the world. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. So then you've got your toraji, you've, you've removed the bitterness, and you're making your namel here. Right. What right. are we doing next? Uh, well, the next thing you're going to do is, is, well, like I said, you got to taste it and make sure it's, it's not too bitter still. Mm-hmm. Um, then you might get a little bit of garlic going in some cooking oil okay. in, in a pan. In a pan and uh, saute that garlic a bit then throw all of your shredded doraji now oh we didn't really talk about that yeah so when you buy them they're not going to be a whole root uh-huh. um they're going to be kind of pulled apart they've and already done that right yeah okay. yeah and they're they've been peeled and pulled apart so so but if they're really thick you might pull them one more time to okay. get thinner stra- strands what you're looking for is Oh, goodness, I want to relate it to the fiddlehead fern bracken, but uh, most people don't know that. <laughs> so what you're looking for is is like an eighth of an inch, or what would that be in I'm, millimeters? Like? I'm looking at this pack on, on the search engine right now, and you know what I thought it was, which probably, again, won't help our listeners who aren't in Korea. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, the kind of squid that comes in yes. the strips. Yes. Like that. Yeah, very similar size is what you're going for. Yeah, you and, and the color is like pretty pale and white. You could confuse it from a distance. Well, and even even some of the recipes are yeah. exactly the same oh, wow. for the dried squid <laughs> and the doraji. Yeah, so when you're pulling apart the dried squid, it gets to this kind of size. Yeah, so it's pretty thin. That yeah. you want it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So an, an an eighth of an inch, uh, <laughs> you know, little thin strips, and uh, and then saute that with the garlic for a bit. Then you might add a little bit of soy sauce. You might add some chopped scallions, and then you know, as usual in Korea, you're going to finish it with some toasted sesame oil and maybe Good. some sesame seeds. Lovely. And and serve. Yeah. And usually, like with most panchan side dishes, and especially with the namels. You'll be serving this cold, right, from right, the fridge, right? right I absolutely. Mean, yeah. I guess there's no harm in serving it straight after you've prepared it. But... No harm at all. But uh, but traditionally, it would be served cold. Mm. And and you know uh, you know Chuseok's not just around the corner. Really, it's very early this year. It isn't is it? early this beginning year, of yeah. September. Yeah. Um. And and one of the famous ways, you know, the obang sec. We've kind of we may have talked about that. I think we've touched. Upon I always it. thought that's so cool about hanshik. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like foods and colors and then the colors relate to different organs in the body for different health (laughs) purposes i mean it's way way cooler and deeper of a tradition Mm. than we have say in the west where it's just like we eat this on this day because it's good (laughs) you know um so so on for Chuseok, you often will have, you want to have the five colors represented, right? Right. So something red, yellow, white, brown, green. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a famous uh, side dish or, or a trio of side dishes, if you will, with uh, spinach, 
uh, the fiddlehead ferns. Mm-hmm. So you've got green, you've got brown, uh, and then the white. Okay. And if people are lazy or want to save a buck, they'll do it with the radishes. Okay. But traditionally, it was done with doraji. Uh, and so imagine a plate, and it's usually a dark colored plate, so mm-hmm. that the, the green, the brown, and then this white stand out really well. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. And then you're eating it together? Yeah, like well, with... yeah, I mean, this is one of your, your, you know, for Chusok, you've got to have these beautiful settings, right? Yes. And it's one of the traditional ones to have with those three colors there. And then you'll have the red or the yellow in other dishes, you know. And then you can just, with a lot of side dishes and namos, you know, they are in the middle for everyone to kind of share. And Absolutely. it's up to you how you eat them. Add to rice. I mean, those three ingredients are, are very common in bibimbap as well. Mm. So you could be making your bibimbap with that as well. Oh, fantastic. Mm. I didn't know that about it being one of those obanseks, the five colors it's traditionally meant to be, Toraji. Yeah. Yeah. And the fern one that you mentioned for our Korean listeners, because I always get confused when we translate it into English, that's the kosari. 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 That's right. Yeah. Okay. The, the fiddlehead ferns, which are only eaten here in Korea because they are slightly poisonous. Yeah, I, I know that in the preparation in the UK, because they were everywhere in the forest and no one ate them, of course. Right, the Koreans right. would go and get them and they'd have to dry them out a certain way and cook them a certain way. And they're very careful about that. And then all my British friends were like, you can't eat that, right? That's well, a you, forest if thing. You, you know, <laughs> actually, a lot of foods are that way. You know, you got to prepare it correctly or, yeah. or else it could hurt you. And then it can taste rather good actually in a bibimbap to Absolutely. be honest music Ooh. that you want to dance to oh, yeah. Arirang. we're back for part three of our bellflower root special toraji as it's known here in korea it could be called balloon flower as well where you are and uh, we're going to look at some other ways that you can enjoy it here, Ryan, in Korea. Because when I search it out, the two photos that pop up are, are the white side dish, the namul, and then the red one next to it. it. And it yeah. does say toraji muchim. So you're spot on with your definitions That's there. it, man. That's <laughs> it. So so muchim, you know, the, the namul is cooked, mm-hmm. but the muchim is often done raw. So still needs to be soaked and oh, washed and, okay. and some salt water, right, to get, again, pull out the little bitterness. But you're not blanching it. You're not pan frying it at all? Not at all. Oh. Not at all. This, again, it's, it's a salad. Mm. Muchim goes more with salad, right? Yeah. So uh, for something like this, you're going to have more flavor. Flavors, you know, you guys know we've talked about mucha many times, but let's run through some of the ingredients. So definitely garlic has mm-hmm. got to be in there. Definitely red pepper flakes. Okay, vinegar, mm-hmm. something sour. Uh, you know, we talked about that plum extract, the maishil. Mm. It adds a sourness and a sweetness. Nice. Now, often some kind of rice syrup or honey or yeah. sugar will be added. I definitely would suggest using honey if you can. Uh-huh. If you want to make it even sweeter, Ooh. you know, take a pear and run it through a grater. Oh. It's such a cool trick to get a nice sweetness and flavor. Because if you slice them, you might get confused with which part is the dorachi and which part is the pear, right? If you just leave them as the strips. That, right? that might be okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. slight slips, uh, strips of pear, but yeah. if I'm wanting to taste the dorachi more, yeah, that's a good tip to proper like mush it up. 
Yeah, I okay. think, well, it's often done for like bulgogi marinade mm. recipes. You take the pear through the grater just to get the kind of juice or pulp of yeah. the pear. And, and if you haven't ever tried an Asian pear or Korean pear, <laughs> oh my God, they're so good. You have to do that. And then you just mix it all together. Mix all that together. Definitely some toasted sesame oil goes in there, some sesame seeds. Uh, you might have some chopped scallions. Uh, I think that's, I think we covered it. Some soy sauce. That pretty much covers it. That's um, a moochie. That's done. Mix it all up and and taste it, and, and then try to balance your flavors. You know, uh-huh. if if something is too bitter, hmm. you know the easy way to balance bitter is with with taste buds. Sweetness is it? Sweetness is one, and then the other one is fat. So oh. oil. Okay, a bit more sesame oil, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was trying to do a uh, a hops. Ice cream with hops from the farm. Oh wow! Because hops is crazy bitter, right? Okay. All right, and and but ice cream makes sense because it's got so much fat from the cream. Oh no! Nice. And then so much sweetness from the sugar. Yeah. Right. Did and it so it good? can balance. It was kind of putting a round peg in a square hole, but it was interesting. If you if you really wanted to try hops in a different way, then yeah, it it worked. It wow. Worked. Yeah. Okay. And then that side dish, it doesn't need to cool down or anything because it's not cooked and you just can serve it straight That's away. That's a lovely crunchy and again medicinal, you know, that the you you could also take the uh the roots and just boil them and then take that water mm. and put add a little honey or something and that tea is also similar to what you had hiding in your fridge uh, just like not strike. as right right, right. Uh-huh. so that's great for sore throats for cough cold just to boost your immune system similar to ginseng yeah i think there are toraji chas right exactly bellflower root teas that you can get mm-hmm. there you can get like tea bags of it but it would surely be better to do it with the real root right just i think it's it. always more fun to experiment and try to do it do things yourself if you if you've got access to just the tea Tea bags, that's an easy way. <laughs> and do these dishes last long? Once we've made either the namul or the muchim, oh, yeah, you're talking two or three weeks at okay. least. Yeah. You're good to keep that's them in. The, that's the traditional side dish way, man. You, yeah. you make a big batch of something, and then and then on one day, you're like, ah, oh, let's use these four side dishes. And then another day, ah, oh, let's take these. Yeah. And then, oh, this one this one only has a week left. We got we to gotta eat this one every day. I, I need someone, though, to, like, label mine up in the fridge. Like, when are they going back? Because <laughs> I'm not good at that, and I love to not throw away foods, right? So I want to eat them based on when they're going to expire. Well, let me give you a chef tip. Yeah. Masking tape and a uh-huh. Sharpie. Okay. And Just so have it in the kitchen all the time. With these nammals and these muchims, if I put the date and say three weeks from now, two, sure. three weeks, sure, then sure. I'll be good. The, the name of it and the date. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. Because there are some, this is what puts me off though with Korean food. Puts me off as in not, I don't want to do it, but throws me off, I should say. Some of them last so long, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I will have. Like a jangachi. Yeah, the jangachis. Even sometimes the changjorim will last quite a long time as well with all the soy sauce in there, the, the beef. And then the other things go off a little more quickly. I'm sometimes taken by surprise. I'm like, oh, that doesn't taste good. I shouldn't be eating this. And I oh. thought it was okay. Yeah. And then I'll be like, no, I should just throw things away quicker. Right? <laughs> I shouldn't try and like eat them out, especially with the kids. So I think that might be a good tip with the panchans. Label yeah. them with a specific date. You know, and, and just I love that whole Korean style of eating. You know, you, you make a, a few side dishes a week and then... 
and just you've got so much variety every day in your meal. <laughs> yeah, I did it the other day for the first time in ages. My mum always likes to cook me something like fresh, right? Yeah. Wants to cook a dish. And I was like, don't cook this time. Let's just raid your panchans and have like a bibimbap. <laughs> and yeah. it was it was the most brilliant meal I've had yeah. in weeks, to be honest. I'm oh. way What were some it. of the panchans, do you remember? We had just some carrots and onions and mushrooms that she had fried up for me on days gone by that yeah. were just sitting in a t- t- uh, tub together. Yeah. To be honest, even with just those, it would be fine. But for me, the star ingredient, and I'll, I'll admit, we cheated here. She did cook these on the spot. Uh-huh. The air hobbuck, the little, yeah. what do we call those? Like It's more like a squash. squash. Yeah, yeah. I find those are essential for a good bibimbap experience for me. I don't oh, okay. know why, yeah. but they just add some There's extra a butteriness sweetness. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, creamy butteriness. It's yeah. so good. And then I put in some mochi that we talked about a few yeah. weeks back. And yeah. then I put in some changjurim as well, which is the beef in soy sauce. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of an odd combination, That's but it works. That's a salty one, yeah. It yeah. works, so I, I need a bit of saltiness. I think, I think on the rainy days, Peter's been cleaning out his fridge. I do want to do that, but it fills up very quickly <laughs> with a couple of kiddos. Well, worse, worse problem problems to have with your mom cooking for you guys that's, that's a good life man. this is true uh, lastly just to touch back on that toraji extract mm-hmm. uh we call it like an ekis here i right, think in korea right, yeah. which i believe has roots in japanese from english to japanese and then back to korea again wow uh, yeah so that makes sense we may, we may be meant to call it a chong egg or something like that there's an official korean term that i can't remember but can you make that Is that possible to do yourself? How is that even done? That would be reduced, 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 reduced down. Just cook down, cook down, cook down. Until it gets to that color? Yeah, with rice syrup. It it must be. It must be rice syrup. And just cooked all the way down. To just leave the proper, like the basis of that and nothing else. I have it from ginseng and I have it from doraji or bellflower. And and they're, they're really interesting. You know, I've, I've, played with making barbecue sauces with them because they kind of look like they could be a barbecue sauce like a molasses but the flavor yeah. is very different it is it's interesting for for an unusual experience it's a great idea you know but for an every everyday barbecue <laughs> sauce I, i think it would really surprise people if their pulled pork had ginseng or or doraji you just pulling out molasses there is interesting because i was going to say i don't think there's anything like this that i remember in the uk but yes like the proper dark uh treacles or syrups look the yeah, same but they absolutely. don't taste the same just at all. cooked down so much and and just developing those caramel flavors the first know? time i had the ginseng extract was when i was a bit poorly and someone bought it for me you know yeah. saying get well And so I, I forced myself to eat it. And as I got the spoon in there, it was like thick, almost like tar. It I really is, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I can't put this in my body, surely. <laughs> and then I think the first time I did eat it, I had to put it in some warm water to like dilute it. And then I saw, oh, it's not harmful. It's just going to dissolve. Well, and, and that's a good point to bring up. The, the ginseng especially, but also the doraji. These are kind of some strong medicines. Mm. Um I remember we did a we did a show with Adirang years back and we went to Ginseng Town <laughs> and because we're doing you know all the filming really fast in one day yeah. I think I ate like <laughs> two kilos of ginseng <gasps> oh my for the camera wow like, and you could that feel night, it that night that mm. night 
uh, really couldn't get to sleep, <gasps> finally fell asleep, woke up a couple hours later, yeah. sweating, <sighs> burning up. It, like, it was winter. body temperature, right, Jinsen? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, then, wow. and then I got sick the next day because oh, it no. just threw my body out of, out of balance. It's just too much. You, yeah, that, <laughs> and I knew better. But for the show, we were you eating fried <laughs> and fresh and this way and that way. All right. All things in moderation, guys. Okay. Uh, that is it for the Friday edition. We will be back with another ingredient or dish next week with Chef Ryan. Thanks as ever for coming in, buddy. My pleasure. You can listen to Dish of the Day with Chef Ryan every Friday at 10 a.m. KST on Hashtag Daily K. 